Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various aspects of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And uh, we actually examine various doctrines of the Christian you, faith. You've as already well. made this joke. I said aspects. No, I'm just I'm just saying like that's that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. And of course you haven't said your name. What's your name? Hey. Come on. <laughs> My name is Bob. Your name is Rick. Rick Gromlick. What are we getting into today? No, but what if I want to change my name to Bob? You know what? You can self-identify right. any way you hey, want these hey, days. Hey, Rob, I got a podcast, dude. Can you just... All right, let's, let's go. go. I'm Rick Gromlick. Uh, we're going to talk about Philippians 2, uh, 5-11 today. <laughs> well done. Hope you guys enjoy. Sorry for that intro. doing rob i'm doing all right man is that a cool pencil what was that pencil you had there it's an apple you have a tablet now i do is that new it is got it from the or i didn't get it from the denomination but denomination helped pay for it oh there you go now is that uh is there a reason you went with a tablet just for preaching notes and and have you used it yet in preaching Last week, this past Sunday. And? It was handy. You liked it, huh? Yeah, it was great. It so was, is that it was pretty nice. much what you, use it, just what you use it for, is preaching? Yeah, and I've been using it for reading as well, because one of the nice things about Logos is that as you're reading through, it's got all the, and you can use it with the ESV app or the CSB app, whatever, and it's got the cross-references right there. Mm-hmm. So you can just click them, and then the verses come right up, um, instead of flipping and flipping and flipping through the Bible. Yeah, so that gets, that gets old. Yeah, so looking for God's word. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so I didn't yeah, want to so, be the one to say it, but <laughs> you know what, Rick? I just want to point out, I do typically flip and flip and flip, flip, flip. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not anti-flip, but it is convenient to be able to just click little little letter right there, and the cross references come up. Because I'm a huge fan. For those listening, huge fan of cross references. You want to understand mm-hmm. the overarching story of the Bible, then. Look at your cross references. A good cross. So the ESV in my mind has the best cross references. CSB, it's been well documented. Rick and I love the CSB, mm-hmm. um, but their cross references just aren't as good, and they have a different philosophy. So we, we um, figured that out. Rob figured that out. It's a different yeah, yeah rationale to, in there. Someone on a Facebook group had to explain it to me. Oh, jeez. Because there were some very questionable cross references, yes. and someone explained it. So. Can you explain um, it for our, our listeners? Pass they, on the knowledge. Yeah, they base it off of like the where this original word was used before. So okay. if this Greek word was used in other places, then they'll reference those. Um, whereas the ESV kind of takes the idea. So if you read here, it's like, for instance, we're in Philippians 2, 5 through 11 today. We read here, um, a thing to be grasped mm-hmm. um, in verse 6. So like that phrase, where does something similar come up? But then it'll also show like in brackets where some other uses of the word were used. So the mm-hmm. SV kind of does both, whereas the CSB doesn't quite do both. Mm. There's more, yes. it can be way more detailed and you can get a much better explanation from somewhere else. But all that to say, the main point is that the ESV cross-references are noticeably better. Yeah, there you go, ESV plug for you. Yeah, Crossway, if you oh. want to sponsor the app, we are welcome listeners. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rob, how, how's your week going, man? What's new? Pretty um, good, man. It's always it's always it's always a good week when you start off with a day off work. So Memorial Day, mm-hmm. uh, I work full time outside of the church. Mm-hmm. So to be able to like put all the effort in on Sunday, yeah, and then be able to have more than just Sunday afternoon to like truly relax. Mm-hmm. To also have Monday was awesome. Yeah, so What'd it's you been do? great. How'd it go? Uh, we hung out with the Nielsens. They came over. We hung out in the backyard. Kai and Finley bounced on the trampoline. We had some good food and some good conversation. Wonderful. Yeah, what'd you do? How's your weekend going? Well, first question. Would you rather have Monday off or Friday off? Oh, Friday. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I was talking to someone the other day about that. Like, Monday's great, but it kind of messes you up as far as the rest of the week. Like, because you're used to that Sunday routine. And so if if you... can just get back to it on Monday, but have like the Friday off early yeah. weekend. That'd be nice. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, good, good Memorial Day for us. I spent most of it working on some house projects going on. Um, and then we went to the parade. So, which is really exciting uh, here in Mount Vernon because we didn't have a parade last year. No one had a parade last year, probably. But Will, our oldest son, would have been one last wow. year or last time there was a parade. So, he doesn't remember <laughs> it. So, yeah. this is the first parade that he could like really take in and see all the stuff so that was pretty cool that is cool did he like it yeah yeah he loved it in the parade watched that got some candy um had some dinner with some friends hung out with them so yeah good time swansons yeah uh, swansons yeah that's right losers no it was a really good time rob wish you could have been there but buddy well i wish they wouldn't have bailed the first night uh, well riley if you're listening and we know you wish, are <laughs> wish you would have been more graceful rob wish you would have been sick no i think they had said that they they wanted to, but um, they just, they feel like when you're around, you bully them a lot mm. and they didn't, they just, their hearts were too weak for that that day. So yeah, well, toughen up guys. <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> just kidding. Good time with them. And uh, yeah, but uh, going Sweet. back to work on Tuesday was like a slog, slog, yeah. slog fest. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tough. okay. All right, Rob. Rob. I'm sure the listeners want to continue to hear about our magnificent Memorial Day weekend, but Ooh, yeah, um, they're probably you... tuning in to hear a little bit about the passage, so we should probably get to that at some point. Yeah, yeah, let's get to it now. I'd you say. know what? Why not? We Why Terry? Well get to it now. Why Terry? Okay, so we are in Ephesians two verses mm-hmm. five through eleven, and correct. Rick, you want to read that, or you want me to? Yeah, I'm gonna read it. Um, I'm actually gonna start at the beginning of the chapter because there's a lot of context there. So. Beginning in verses, verse 1, reading through verse 11 of Philippians chapter 2, says, If then there's any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Verse 5. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death, even death on a cross. 
For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Are you going to do that every time you read on here? I don't know, Rob. You just got to stay tuned. Probably not. Okay. I guess we'll find out. Nice. Yes. Okay. So that's the, that's the passage. Um, the reason I, I went ahead and read from verse 1, 1 through 4, and then 5 through 11, is because um, it's kind of one argument there. Paul is talking about humility in 1 through 4, how we are to consider others um, more than we consider ourselves, not to be selfish, to be united. And then he points to Christ as the example for that, as the, the rationale and the, the reason for that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so this, this passage here, um, verses 5 through 11, as, as I was doing a little bit of reading on it, did you know that it's often referred to as the hymn of Christ? Yes. I did. You didn't know that. Did yeah. you bring it up in your sermon? Because you preached on it. I did not. Bring mm. it up. Okay. No. Um, I'd never do that about this passage because I yeah. guess it it's Paul depicting Christ's example of service and like his mm-hmm. pre-existence, his incarnation, his death, mm-hmm. resurrection, ascension. Um, and just like the way that he sets this whole thing up is very poetic. Yes. And so. Well, and it's, it's um, very, I mean, very similar not to jump around, but very similar to the passage in Colossians 1, uh, 15 yep. through 20. We see a, a great image uh, of the deity of Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah the hymn good. of Christ. That's, that's good. Um, so they, one of the things, and a lot of the stuff that I'm pulling here is from the, the ESV study Bible. So again, Crossway, if you're listening, we will gladly uh, promote you guys. Just, you know, we'll, we'll you do know a how to get touch with us. Info at simpletheology.org. Just <laughs> info at simpletheology.org. Anyways, they, they put in here that the view of myriad theological questions that arise in these verses, mm-hmm. um, it is critical in light of those to keep two things in mind. One, that these verses were not written to spur Christians to theological debate, but to encourage greater humility and love. And two, the summary of Christ's life and ministry found here is not unique. The same themes are evident throughout the New Testament. And so this thing, yeah. these these themes that are you find right here, that you see mm-hmm. them all throughout the New Testament. And even though this passage can spur some debate, um, because you see some things there like him emptying himself. Well, what does that all mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not there to spur debate. It's there to to show his humility and his love and for us to reflect that toward others as well. Yeah. Yeah. When, when As Paul's addressing the church in Philippi, he's encouraging them in their humility. And the first thing he does is say, look to Christ as your example. And he, he he's... Um, working off the right assumption that as the church, they believe that Jesus is God, right? So but he kind of clarifies, like working through what's it mean that he emptied himself, that he came humbly as a servant. Well, part of that is that if he, if he was not God, then, then he wouldn't be a good example for Paul to reference, right? Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't just say, uh, look, look at, look at Paul or Paul would say, look, at Christ, he's a good guy. You would say, look at Christ. Also, look what my beautiful wife just brought me. What, dude, I've got one of the, I've got some Tim Hortons coffee as he's well. The best. 
Look I told her when, when she left, I said, babe, I'm going to need some coffee. So anyway, um, the reason that Paul, if he, he's, he's again def- defending the deity of Christ, which was uh, a, one of the most popular um, point of contention in the early church. I mean, everyone was arguing, is Christ God? Is the Holy Spirit God? So all those theological discussions around the Trinity, and he's he's backing all that up again, saying, "Listen, he's God. He is our example," and he he shows it. And then all throughout Scripture, I mean, I can get into all that right now, but yeah. like we know that Jesus Christ is is God, and hmm. so he has to be to be our example. So Paul just going there in his argument is another clear definitive argument for the deity of Christ and why because Christ has done what he's done, because he has displayed humility and because he has counted us, right? He's not saying I I count the human race as more worthy than myself, but he does model great sacrifice and great intentionality with with, um, just humbling himself in the way that I got fine. I got two Bibles open here. I love the way the CSB does translate this. Um, Exploited. Yes. And I can't find it. Exploited oh, rather than grasped. Who exists in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't just like, well, I'm just going to stay up here and like, this is my right. I can do this, which he could have. But he's just like, no, I'm, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to go to the people. God always pursues us. He's always after us. And so this is a simple, clear picture of that. Christ humbled himself, came for us, modeled humility so that we then could follow after him and model humility to others. Yeah, the... Opening my coffee right Open now. Mm. Say, it sounds like you're you whispering, like you're talking does real it? soft. Does it? I mean, maybe Sorry. you're just... Is, are your sons sleeping or taking a nap? I know you're tired. No, I feel You've been like I'm talking normal. Okay. Seems like so you're what just I'm saying is... Yeah, exactly. Um, enjoy that coffee. I can mm, attest to... First sip. So, hold on. For the listener's sake and for my sake, what kind of coffee do you have? Just black coffee? Or do you doctor it up a little bit? So, Candace got me... When I do a Tim Hortons, I do a Tim Hortons double-double. Okay. Yep. So... Double cream, double sugar. Yeah. Two creams, two sugars. That's a small cup, too. It's a small coffee. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. You do a double um, double with a small. This is what she got me. Yeah, sure. Oh, man. Now, I had some, uh, a buddy brought over uh, some coffee this morning for our men's group, and it was really good. It was called like Dark Magic or something. I don't know. I was hey, questioning yo. it. I was like, I don't know about this, Kevin. And he kind of <laughs> laughed. He said, it's good stuff. So it was good. You can attest to it. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That witchcraft yeah. and wizardry is going on in your men's group. Mm-hmm. Well, never mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, so, so, okay, so humility. We okay. So, yeah, we, okay, I got this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I just, don't whisper. <laughs> don't whisper. And enjoy your double double. But in Philippians 2, uh, verses 3 and 4, thank you for that. That was really nice. <laughs> So we read that do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. And last week when we were talking about this passage, we mm-hmm. said that this passage that we're getting into right now kind of supports that whole thought. Yes. And we see that in verse six, where Jesus, who was in the form of God, yeah. did not count equality with God a thing to be, the SV says, grasped and mm-hmm. says like it did not, this 
privilege that he had, these um, this equality that he had did not lead him to to hold on to his privileges at all costs. It wasn't something that he chose to grasp or exploit as the CSB helpfully um, translates, but rather it says that he was in the form of God in verse six, but then in verse seven, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. You see a twofold form starting off mm-hmm. he's in the form of God and um, but rather than exploiting that, rather than holding on to that at all costs, he takes on the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. So therefore we see like that Philippians 2, 3, and 4, where it was him, or we're called to count others as greater than ourselves. We see Christ modeling this for us right here. In humility, Jesus counted the interest of others as more significant than his own. When Christ, just going off that, when he when he takes the form of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So when he began taking to take the form of man, he stepped forward in obedience, not again, not not exploiting, not um, seeking to to do his own thing, but simply being obedient to the will of the Father. Um, the will of truly redeeming back those who are his, those who uh, John 17 says the father gave him, right? Knowing um, that there will be an exaltation from this verse nine. For this reason, God highly exalted him, gave him the name that is above every name. So the name of Jesus, every knee will bow heaven, earth, and under the earth, meaning hell. So there is not, and there is not a knee that, that has yeah. been formed <laughs> that will escape this time is bowing to the name of Jesus Christ. Um, and every time we'll confess that. And that's yeah, a, a passage that you have probably heard often and people have used it to, to say, listen, like God's sovereignty, like everyone, every knee will bow every time we'll confess. But we need to remember that the every, as every knee bows, every tongue confesses to Christ, it's the same Christ, it's the same Christ who back in verse 5, Paul saying, adopt the same attitude. He was humble. He existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped. He hmm. willingly humbled himself for for God's, for his glory and for our good and for our redemption. And so likewise, we know not everyone's going to bow to us and confess our name. That's that's um, apostasy and heresy. But there is, with um, with our us following after Christ, humbling ourselves like Christ, like there there will be um, good brought about by that. Right. So our humility, our counting others as more worthy than ourselves, us being obedient. Now that we're not looking for self exaltation by any means, but the Lord uses that in our lives, right? So in our in our relationships with our with our spouses, our kids, coworkers, when you take um, a humble approach and say, listen, there's no reason for me to be prideful at this point. There's no reason for me to step up and kind of represent my territory because that's not what Christ did. I mean, read the gospels. Christ time and again says, I mean, I could have I could call thousands and thousands of legions of angels to deliver me or whatever. But he knows the, the ultimate plan, so he's not worried about what the present situation is bringing. He's being obedient to what to to the Father's will. Likewise, for us as believers, like 
whether it's the political, I'm not saying don't be engaged in politics or any of those things, but all the things around us, family drama, neighborhood politics, global politics, COVID-19 vaccines, whatever. Hmm. Yeah. There's an element where all those things need to be put in the right perspective in the light of eternity. Doesn't eternity does not mean they don't matter. Doesn't mean we don't take opinions. We don't care, but we know that we are to be humble people and we're to be obedient to the father. Yeah, that's good. That makes you think of second Corinthians eight, nine. Um, as we talk about Christ lowering himself says that for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor mm-hmm. so that you by his poverty might become rich. It's only by Christ lowering himself, Christ humbling himself, mm-hmm. him taking on the form of a servant that we could then no longer be slaves to sin, but become slaves to Christ. We're mm-hmm. always in this bondage. The, yeah. the idea of a, of a free will mm-hmm. does not exist. We're always, we have will, but we're always in bondage to something, whether that is bondage to our sin or yeah. bondage to Christ. And Rick, you and I, before we started here, you said, um, you mentioned the the Greek word doulos. It sounds mm-hmm. like you may have touched on that in your sermon. If, if you, I don't know if you did or didn't, or you did a study on it, but go ahead and elaborate a little bit on that. Well, Rob's one with a PhD in the Greek, but... Um, PhD in nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not even no, postal so... digging. Those who know that joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so in verse 7, it says he emptied himself um, by assuming the form of a servant. And that word servant is actually translated uh, slave. So he, it's not simply like, I'm, I'm here to serve or like, hey, like it's a luncheon. How can I serve people? Mm-hmm. Like he comes in the form of a slave. Now, something else to to remember is as Paul's writing to the church in Philippi, these are these are Greek these are culturally Greek people. Their nationality is Roman because the Romans are occupying them, right? And some of them like would have the privilege of, of having Roman citizenship because it's a Roman city, but they would have been well acquainted with slaves, slavery, some people in that church being slaves. Um, and so this is like when, when Paul's writing, like, listen, Christ took the form of a slave. This, he wasn't just like for for us. I've never been a slave, um, to my knowledge. You have. It's very true, very true. <laughs> but like, but even like, I'm trying. To, I don't think I've even seen. I don't think I've been to a part of the world where I've seen slavery. I've seen massive oppression, but like, it's yeah. so disconnected for me mm-hmm. in a sense. I can read about it, but Paul's writing to these people, and they would have had firsthand experience of being that, seeing that, having. having People they know um, taken into slavery. So this, as Paul's writing, like Christ came as like he didn't just wasn't said okay. I guess I had to be a slave. Like he could have opted out. He could yeah. have said no. Like I'm not doing this. And he would have been fine. And it would have been fine. Like yeah. he would have been just and right to let everyone be condemned to hell. But he took the form of a slave of a servant. Yeah. Right. When he came as a man, humbled himself. Yeah, that's good. Um, by the way, when are you going to start recording your sermons so that people who are listening can say, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll just go listen to what Rick preached on. Well, there's no sense in recording them right now if we're just recapping all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they're like, oh, I want to hear the whole lot, like train of thought rather than yeah. Rob jumping in and offering his two cents. I don't give a rip about his two cents. I just want to hear Rick go. 
Rob, your thoughts are worth one cent. You know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> if they're worth anything, I'll take it. <laughs> are you guys getting closer to yeah. that? Church planting every, is weird, guys, for those day. of you listening. There's always like stuff that you're trying to... Probably as soon as we can get someone who like is really good with keeping the website up and loading them up on the website. Hmm. Yeah, so. that's going to that's take some time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so I peek behind the uh, production curtain at Proclamation Church. Right. Um, we're we're still working to, to like get our sound system working well, mm. working properly. And my my goal is once that's working, then we can just record from there instead of like doing a device like you guys do. Like have a... Yeah. So... Anyway, I will say this: the device is like I have a love hate relationship with it. Yeah, because the either the headphone or like the lapel part mm-hmm. was either plugged into the wrong spot or it got uh, bumped and came unplugged. But very rarely do I ever feel like I said pretty much everything that I wanted to say, and I said it pretty mm-hmm. much how I wanted to say it. Like very rarely does that yes. happen. Yeah, yeah. On I don't know a few weeks back, it happened, and I was like, uh, yes, finally, like. I, f- I feel like, now, I don't know how good the sermon was or anything like that, but I feel like I got everything out that I wanted to say. Yeah. And yeah. pretty much the way I wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. And I go to, like, upload the audio, thinking pretty good about myself, and it is all fuzzy, all staticky. Uh, because the little device that sits in my pocket, the lapel part that plugs into it, yeah, wasn't either wasn't plugged in all the way or was plugged into the wrong spot, I don't know. But Man. basically, you heard my pocket the whole time, mm. and me moving it's around. Like a you hear the butt shuffle. dial or something. Someone yeah, butt exactly. You could you could hear sermon. my voice in the background, but yeah, my pocket was way louder. So that was a real disappointment. But just the Lord, um, humility, man. Yeah, he, he didn't want you to take pride in that. Exactly. Speaking of humility, verse eight, yes. mm. uh, we see um, Christ being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross and we can easily read over that Mm. but crucifixion was not simply like a convenient way of putting people was it like taking people out and shooting them yeah it like oh yeah like being shot would be way better than being crucified (laughs) way better they wouldn't even um they wouldn't even romans would not allow roman citizens to be crucified yeah exactly it was against like that's like one it was excruciatingly painful but it was the most humiliating way to be yeah they had, uh, they had perfected the the execution the art of execution and so essentially what happens is you get you get these you get nobody nailed, obviously nailed told to the Germans cross. that but yeah right you get nailed communists. to this cross um and they say that you don't even end up dying from like bleeding out or from the pain they say that you end up dying from like asphyxiation because your lungs just eventually collapse with the way that you're like prostrated on there yeah and don't, but isn't that true don't they say like everyone dies of fixation oh i don't know eventually or no it's what's it called never mind sorry like if if, if you like boil it down everyone dies of like their heart stopping i think is the thing oh yeah um, that, and i can't remember what it's called but anyway i'm interrupting your wonderful train of thought heart failure yeah, just heart failure or something i don't know um but yeah so they like this not only was it excruciating physically mm-hmm. But it was also like super degrading because the person would be up there essentially naked. And so not only do you have this horrendous pain, Mm -hmm. but you are also just exposed to everybody. Yeah. And they say that um, 
no matter so how were they yeah, naked naked so i don't know it, okay um potentially i really i genuinely don't know okay. um let's but just clarify ES- that we don't know then yeah the esv study bible puts it this way it says no other form of death no matter how prolonged or physically agonizing could match crucifixion as an absolute destruction of the person mm-hmm. it was the ultimate counterpoint to the divine majesty of the pre-existent christ and thus was the ultimate expression of christ's obedience to the father and so to die like the worst possible death on earth was mm-hmm. the ultimate counterpoint to being in the most highly exalted position as the son of God. And so for him to lower himself from the second person of the Trinity, the son of God, being on the throne, for him to lower himself mm-hmm. down to earth and then to lower himself further as a slave, as a form of a servant, and to lower himself further to dying and dying the worst possible death that you could yeah. die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is the ultimate expression of him going from the highest point to the lowest point and the, his humility being on display for the entire world to see as he takes on the sin of his people and provides mm-hmm. the righteousness required for uh, the justification needed. So amazing, amazing going from the ultimate highest point to the ultimate lowest point. Well, and, and then again, back for, for us, like, like you don't get a, like, there's no, there's no like, well, Lord, I, like I know I'm supposed to put up, think of others more highly than myself, and not be selfish, and but you don't understand like this. There's no getting around this. Mm-hmm. There, there is no caveat in which you can insert your life situation or your context and say, yeah, I think I'm, you know, like while they're messing with, you know, whatever. Th- there's no way out. You are mm-hmm. called to humility. Doesn't mean you're called to just let people like walk all over you, right? Or um, any of that, but it does. Yeah, you are called to be humble. Like, yeah, you're called to be very, very humble to, to, to meekness, right? To gentleness. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Uh, okay, so now verse nine says, therefore, and so just we've said this before, we'll say it again. Um, whenever you see a therefore, this is an old cliche, but it's helpful to ask what the therefore is there for. So, therefore. Typically, it comes right after a point, all these notes on the a point being made. Um, and so we see in verse 9, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So because Christ was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, therefore mm-hmm. God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So Jesus goes lower than anyone has gone in humbling himself. Therefore... He is exalted above every other name. And so we see, again, the, the humility of Christ being put on display for, for everyone to see. It's you said you found some notes. What's that? You said you found some notes. Yeah. Well, you, you like had mentioned the ESV study Bible, which I have, but I read the notes for the, like, the summary of um, the passage. I didn't realize like, every verse had a breakout note on it. Yeah, it's helpful. That's convenient. Where do you go, yeah. ESV? Yeah. Sounds like we're panning for like a like a sponsorship or something. I know, we are. Uh, but I was gonna say we are. So yeah. Crossway. Again, info at symboltheology.org. Do you have some? I, I think it's important just to remember. Um, you know, we we live in a culturally speaking, names don't really matter much. 
in our culture. Yeah. Um, Bob. Can I call you Rick. Bob? See? See? Like, Bill. Bill. I mean, we, but like, seriously, like, we have names, they matter, but they're not like this significance. They don't, they don't yeah. convey the, the weight. And so when he says that, like, at this name, every knee will bow, and then you can still say every tongue will confess. Mm-hmm. And he's, um, what's the language here in the CSP? Got to keep looking at the wrong verse. Gave him the name that is above Christ, uh, Jesus. Was again always God, but then God the Father in, the, in this Trinitarian relationship gives him the name. I think it's Lord or uh, Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah, over like just completely um, solidifying again this argument for his deity that the name that we that we pray and the name the one whom we call on. Um, it, it's not just arbitrary deistic God. Yeah. Right? He he has come to the earth, and you met, you pointed this out like humbled himself again and again. And so it, it's not just a, a disconnect for us, but rather it is our Lord and our Savior and a very personal name. So yeah, as I was just preaching through that, just reminding our people the reality of the name of christ and some people want to you know they want to get kind of wonky with it and say well if i just say that name and it's like a a genie and i can just kind of do whatever i want in Jesus' name and that's not true but at the same time we don't just write it off as if every time that that name comes out of my mouth it's it, it doesn't matter like there is yeah. significance every time his name is uttered yeah, absolutely. Um, this is every knee should bow is also just a throwback to um, Isaiah forty five twenty three. Mm-hmm. By myself, I have sworn from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return to me. So this word that shall not return um, is this: to me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. And so we see um, that this idea of every knee bowing to Yahweh mm-hmm. was foretold in the Old Testament. It wasn't just something that Paul came up with right here. He's saying, hey, that one that Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah is talking about is Christ. Paul's making a point at the end of this that, yeah, we, we read that in Isaiah. And now as I, t- Paul says, as, as basically as I talk about Christ as one who lowered himself, in fact, he is the one that the prophet Isaiah was talking about, that every knee would bow to to this one so we see there that this overarching story of scripture it's it's taking place from the old testament and marching on through and we see these connections and we see it again in romans 14 11 for it is written as i live says lord every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess and so this idea is being reconnected in the new testament with christ being the connecting point yeah and then this, I, I mean, just to echo that, this idea as he's over all these things. Um, at the end, let me find this passage again. Um, in verse 21 of chapter 3, he will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glory, his glorious body, by the power that enables him to subject everything mm. to himself. Yeah. And that is the power, like, 
it is who he is. He has that ability to subject everything um, to himself. And in Colossians 1, 15, or sorry, chapter 1, uh, yeah, can't read that, verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things yeah. on earth and things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on a cross. Yeah, I think it's and, also, go ahead, you can finish your thought there. I just and so just tying in this idea that as Christ has came for came for us, he has suffered as a slave, died on a cross, exalted, and everyone will see that and and have to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. It's also just important to point out that even though Christ is being pointed here as a model for us of loving service to God, mm-hmm. he's never only a model. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's always he's always more than that. So yes, he is our our model for a moral living, for how to treat one another, um, mm-hmm. for what it looks like to be faithfully submitted to the Father. Um, however, it, he's never just a model. He's also the only one in whom we can do those things. And so it's just important to to pick up on that as we close out this passage, that the only way we're going to be able to faithfully humble ourselves and consider others more valuable than ourselves as if our hearts have truly been changed by the one who has done this on our behalf, who lowered himself, who gave up himself, who considered us more valuable than himself and died, not just any death, but death on a cross. And so the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we've been changed by the one who did that on our behalf. So when we do that, it's a reflection of the gospel yeah. The fact that Jesus has done these things on our behalf. We don't just do mm-hmm. them so that we can show others, oh, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. I, um, I love people. Mm-hmm. But no, we, mm-hmm. we do it because we have experienced it ourselves in Christ. Amen to that. Yeah. And again, it begins with this idea of humility, all of it. Uh, yeah. We're humbled by the fact that God saved us. We're humbled by the fact that we could do nothing for our salvation. We're humbled by the fact that we are then called to, to serve others and love others. And how could we not, given what Christ has done for us? Mm-hmm. And so in all of our life, this idea of humility should should really be just oozing out of us. And that's, that's like people of the world do not have uh, the humility that that Christ gives to his people. And I'm not saying that makes us better because that would be not humble. I mean, genuinely, like we, by God's grace alone, so we don't take credit for this. We mm-hmm. see the big picture in what Christ has done and it should make us extremely humble people. And yeah. I struggle with that. I mean, I'll be honest. I struggle with humility a lot. I think if we're honest, we all do. Even if you look like a humble person, like people would point to me and say, oh yeah, you're humble because I, I don't know, I like to self-deprecate a lot. <laughs> but mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like, well, you may come across as humble, but then you may take pride in your humility. You know? Right. And so yeah. even if you come across, like, I think we all just wrestle with with humility and mm-hmm. in various different ways, doesn't all look the same, but humility is one of those things that we constantly wrestle with. So anything else on this, Rick? Um, I think we just need to be realizing Christ's humility, his model for us and asking ourselves what areas of our life do we need to be more humble? Um, and there's a lot of areas like, you know, just your own heart, uh, how you view others and how you, 
how you think about political things, how you view yeah. people who live differently, people. Um, one of the things I said in the sermon was just how, you know, we need to not take, we need to be humble about maybe our, maybe our formal education, right? We need to be humble about that. Or maybe we need to be form or humble about our lack of formal education, right? So some people take pr- great pride in their education. Some people take great pride in their lack of formal education. Yeah, yeah. Um, or how you know how this person should parent their kids, or this person should spend their money, or whatever. It's like you, you know, um, take the log out of your own eye. Like yeah. you just you got plenty of work to do in your own heart. So that's good, be, guys. If you um, if you want to hear anything else, anything else we've done, we talked about previous passages passage last week you can head over to simpletheology.org see all of our episodes there you can reach out to us at simple or at info hey are we on theology.org pandora uh i don't know i didn't even know pandora was a thing and oh i knew it was a thing like a long time ago I yeah like, ah, i feel like pandora? pandora's kind of gone by the like, wayside pandora yeah pandora is the new myspace yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, you can shoot us an email there. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail on our website in the bottom right there. There's a if little icon. If you're listening that you on Pandora, on send us a message. So, yeah, so please we know. do. That would be great. Uh, but, yeah, and if you do have any um, topics that you want to throw out there for us to hit on, feel free to, to send them in. You can head over to the website where there's an option there to reach out, or you can just send us an email at the email I said earlier. But all right, you can hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash Simple Theology or Instagram at Simple Theology Pod. Rick, anything else? I feel like I feel like this whole time, like you've been a little drowsy mm-hmm. and I'm feeling a little drowsy. Yeah. It's, it's raining out. I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the office. And it's, it's raining. I've got a nice cup of Tim's, which don't get me wrong. Very happy about, not mm-hmm. complaining about. I actually love it when it rains. I get to sit inside and drink coffee like this. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I feel a little drowsy and I got a decent amount of sleep last night. So, listeners, if this is like a, a what it is. dragging episode, apologize. It's Mondays. Monday is a holiday, which is great. Oh, I thought you were just saying it's Monday. I was like, it's not Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> uh, when you have a holiday on a Monday, it throws the rest of the week off a little bit. So, yeah. But yeah, that's it. listener, thank you for being patient and kind and humble. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Peace. Peace out.